What's up, Crossroads family? This is Kenny, and I'm glad that you're here with us. One of the things that we're constantly doing is hearing things, whether it's the noise in the streets or the music that we're listening to or the noise that our families are making. There's always sound going on, even through the media that we're paying attention to, through the conversations that we're having with our friends, through maybe even the news. And in a world where we don't know what people are saying to be true, the question is, is how do you find the truth? We live in a world where news reports uh, on one station one thing, you turn to another station, it reports the same story but completely different. So we, we come to the place where we don't know who to believe or what to trust. The question comes back to, what is it that we're listening to? In this series, uh, we're trying to figure out how do we hear God and how do we know that it's God we're listening to. So we're glad that you're here with us for this series and we want to welcome you to Did You Hear? Folks, if you give me a little bit of your time, I'm going to get you out of here early tonight. Um, several reasons for getting you out of here early, just because I'm super sweet <laughs> and I'm, I'm hurting right now. Y'all ever have a toothache? Yeah. Fortunately, I've got dentures, so I don't get teeth aches. I'm just kidding, I don't. They're still real this week. Maybe next week, I don't know. But next week? Me and you? No, you. Why not? I got my teeth. I got my teeth, okay? I am too, compared to Methuselah. He was 969. Where did that come from? Anyway, anyway, I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, we're going to get out early tonight. Yay, good Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, all right. I know what we're talking about now. I got it. So uh, have you ever been just listening to a song and singing along with it, and then somebody goes, what did you just say? You sang the wrong lyrics. Does that ever happen to anyone? This group over here, I know it happened to. Some of them that are close to my age, they grew up with a Manfred Mann song called Blinded by the Light, and then definitely every person's messed that one up. We're not going through examples. I don't want any examples because you never can tell what's going to be said. But I thought we'd watch a video that kind of shows you how that goes down. That is probably, uh, a lot of it didn't make sense to some of you guys because some of y'all don't know some of that music. But that's just, that's funny stuff. And the Marilyn Manson song still just freaks me out. Yeah, Marilyn Manson's a little strange for me. But the four-eyed goat makes me cry. That was pretty funny. Anyway, we've all had that happen to us. There are times that you hear certain things and then in time you realize that what you heard wasn't what you actually thought you were hearing. And it happens, that, y'all remember the first time you were left at home by yourself? Still hasn't happened. (laughs) I'm 46. I've never been by myself. So, yeah, it's funny because Barrett's 11 now, and I'm giving him, like, hey, dude, you can just stay at home. We don't have to babysit you anymore. And he was like, okay. And Jessica's like, no. There's boogie bears out there. And I said, we got a gun. He can shoot. She said, he don't know how to shoot. I said, well, he'll learn quick. So, but the first time he stayed at home by himself, don't tell Jessica. Never mind. He was just real little. And I said, I just got to run a story. I'm just kidding. I didn't do it. Anyway, um, she's looking mean at me, ain't she? It's a candy bar. Okay, so it's a candy bar. We're good. We're good. So anyway, the first time we left him at home by ourselves, we just had to run into town for something real quick. And I said, hey, Barry, you want to stay home by yourself? And Barry went, oh, and Jessica went, oh. And I was like, what's the big deal? We're just going into town. We'll be right back. I mean, if the car blows up, sure, we'll die. He'll live on just like my heart will go on. So anyway, he's going to be fine. And so he was like, yes, sir, I'll stay at home. I said, okay. And so we went to town and we came back and Jessica was fidgety the whole time because she had seen a lot of TV shows where you go home and your child's nailed to something. But we got home and he was fine. I said, well, how was it, buddy? He said, fine. And he just looked at us like, what's the big deal? I said, 
nothing special? He said, no, I just sit here and watch TV. I said, okay. But at nighttime, it gets different, doesn't it? Yeah. We haven't left him home at night by itself yet. Because there are times at night you hear every boogie thing you've ever thought of. Any kind of ghost that's ever been across the television, anything you've ever read, it starts happening in your house. And it's all because these cute little things on the side of your head called ears. Now, the ear is one of the most amazing things in the world. Y'all know what the ear does, right? It catches sound so you can hear. It helps keep your balance. It's a great place to hold wax. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else it does, but I do know that the ear is an amazing instrument because what happens is when sound comes in, it catches the sound and it changes it into an impulse. And when it changes that impulse, that pulse goes into the brain and the brain goes, oh, that was a voice. So the ear is an amazing thing, but the brain's the one that actually... Does that freak anybody out about sound waves? Do y'all know about sound waves, right? No. Okay. Actually, all voices are uh, movement and their vibration. Exactly. All sound is. And that's the craziest thing to me because I was in college for a couple of hours. And when I was sitting in college one day, this guy well, he said, Hey, have you ever thought about sound? And I said, Yeah. And we had this really deep conversation about sound. We probably should have been studying. I might would have actually got through college if I had done that. But we're sitting there, and I had a ruler. And I got the ruler, and I sat on the table. Y'all ever... I just started doing that. And it was the neatest thing in the world. He said, what are you doing? I said, sound waves, man. He was like, yeah. Dude, like, it's a sound... That's on a wave. I was like, yeah. And we just had this long conversation about it because sound waves are amazing. If you got a that's about this tall in your sound wave. It's short. It's a short one. If you get a one in Barry White lows, it's a tall one. And it's sound waves. And depending on what makes the sound depends on what the sound wave actually is. And that's one of the craziest things to me because I've asked the question numerous times. Just because you hear a sound, how does your brain know that it's actual words? The sounds that are coming out of my mouth is an invisible wave to your eyes. It's just floating to your ears. Just like if somebody pooted. It's a sound wave. But <laughs> Ron is the one. All right, Ron. The sound that comes in our ears, the things that we hear, the brain has to tell us what we're actually hearing. And unfortunately, there's a lot of times that we hear things that aren't true. I've got a very close friend. His name is Deezer. His actual name is William DeWitt Nelson, but I call him Deezer just because it's fun. And Deezer, um, he grew up in Mississippi, in Monticello, Mississippi. And he said his neighbor had one of those birds that could talk. I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was a bird that could talk. And the Jehovah's Witness came up to their door. Now, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, please don't be upset. It was just funny. They came up to the door, and they knocked on the door. And the bird says, come on in. It's open. They start jiggling the door. Come on in. It's open. I jiggled the door. And he said, he was on, these just said, man, I was on the front porch watching. He said, I can hear the bird say, come on in, it's open. And he just, rap, 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 and they knocking on the door again. And they kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on. And finally, they just, and they ran off. They were so mad. It was the funniest thing in the world. Now, what they heard was the actual command, but it wasn't given by the right thing. A lot of times we hear stuff that's not what we need to be hearing. Y'all ever have a friend that says, go and do it. <laughs> Most guys do. I don't know if girls do. I had friends that did it. Y'all, I told you about Shabu. It was like, go on, see if you can throw that rocket. And they're like, I could. I also had a friend that said, go on, man. Jump off the third platform. 
Okay. So I climbed up to the third platform in an Olympic-sized swimming hole. And I stand up, get up to the very top. I was like, well, this ain't no big deal. And I look down, and the swimming pool's about the size of my phone. I was like, oh, dear Jesus. And I was scared, so scared. And he was like, go on and do it. And I was like, okay. Because if not, you've got to climb back down. And everybody's like, ah. So I jumped. And it took me like an eighth of a second to hit the water because as big as I am. But when I was falling, my arm started doing this. See, I didn't know that. Had I known that, I would have done... <laughs> but they floating over the high go, bam! And I was like, ah! Oh my gosh, just beat red. And they're like, did you fall asleep like this? Your sunburn. I was like, no. Bro, I got armpit burn. I'm just toast. And it was because my friends said, go on and do it. Now, a lot of times that gets you in trouble. And a lot of times it won't. It's all depending on what you're hearing when folks are saying these things to you. We were sitting at home one night. Jessica and Bear were in bed, and I was reading a book. I know you find that shocking, but I was reading a book, and it's called Adam. And during this book, there's a part that's talking about demon possession, and there's this guy that's in a root cellar, and in the root cellar, there's a demon in there, and the demon's possessed him, and in this root cellar, he's flipped upside down on the ceiling of the root cellar, and he's doing all this weird stuff. Now, in the book, you're just reading it, so I don't know if it made that sound, but it made sense to me. And I kept hearing something, and I kept listening to this sound, and I am a grown man with a white beard. I'm scared of snakes, and that's it. Snakes don't make the kind of sound I heard. Because what I was reading was what I was hearing outside my house. There was some demon-possessed something or other going on outside. And I'm a, I'm a grown man, so I open the door, and I step out on the porch and just... <laughs> I sit there and listen. No sound. I was like, man, my mind is playing... Because your mind will play tricks on you. You're about to fall asleep, and you hear something. It's okay. I got this. I'll do the Bible study, Okay. All right, so you hear the sound, and I, I just kept thinking, I know my mind's just playing tricks on me. And so I'm sitting there reading the book again, I flip a page, and I hear something else. And I go back outside, and it stopped, just dead silence. I'm thinking, what? Is, and I almost went and woke Jessica up, but I'm the man. I'm supposed to take care of things at the house. And I finished reading the book, and I shut the book. And before I go to bed, I always pray as I walk through the house. I'm praying as I walk through the house. I go, God, I know this is silly, but man, if there's something demon-possessed out there, keep him outside, because I don't know what to do with that. Um, and I, I'm the man, so I'm just... So I went outside the next morning, and there had been a dog from the neighborhood that had come through and tore all of our garbage up. So I had actually heard something, but it wasn't what I was thinking. And a lot of times, our, our life is that way. We hear things that might sound like something that, that we know, and then we hear things that just completely are opposite of what we know. It's really appropriate that we're talking about what do you hear in the political season. Because you have, I don't, do any of y'all pay any attention to politics? Some of you do. Some of you do just because your parents do. Some of you do because you might be interested in that stuff. I can't stand politics. It drives me crazy because every political person that's up there in Washington, they're going to tell you what they want you to hear, and then they're going to do whatever they want to do, whoever pays them the most money. Just my thoughts on it. But I'm watching all this political stuff, and I don't know if y'all been hearing what's going on with these two political candidates. From what I understand, from what I've heard, Donald Trump said something mean to a woman years ago. That's what I heard. I wasn't there. That's just what I've been hearing. I also heard that Hillary Clinton left some folks in a place called Benghazi and they ended up getting killed. Now, I don't even know where Benghazi is. I don't think it's close to Walmart. But I hear 
that that happened. I also heard that Donald Trump did some things to women that was wrong. I just, I just, that's what I hear. But then I also heard that Hillary Clinton has erased all these emails that were very important for our national security. I just hear this thing now. I don't know for sure. I'm just hearing it. And I hear all this stuff, and I, and I hear that Donald Trump's done all this terrible stuff, but then I see on another article that says, no, he didn't do all that. Everybody's lying. And then I read that Hillary Clinton's done all this stuff, and then I see another article that says, no, 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 she didn't do all that stuff. So how do we know what to believe? Because I, I read today that Hillary Clinton is a member of the Methodist Church, not here in Clinton, just the Methodist Church, and she's a Christian. And I also read that Donald Trump is a Christian. So these things that we hear, how do we know what's true anymore? When I was young, there it is again, when I was young, we grew up with Country Boy Eddie. Now your grandparents could tell you about it, some of your parents will know about that, but every morning at about 4 o'clock, there was this guy in Birmingham that had some kind of weird TV show, and he was called Country Boy Eddie, and he would wear a cowboy hat, and he'd play a guitar, and it was off tune most of the time, and he would sing some crappy country music, no offense to country music, but back then it was really bad, and he had this guy named uh, Charlie Pride that came on, Charlie Pride was a big dog, and then there was another guy that was called Cabbage Man, and he came on, and there was all these big stars through the years that came through this show, but he would start the morning off, and he would give you a little bit of news. And then Tom York would get on with the morning show. And they would be a morning news show. And in the afternoon when I would come in from school about 6 o'clock there was news that was on. And then when I would go to bed at 10 o'clock news would come on again. And my parents always watched the news. I've watched the news my whole life. My parents also used to get this thing delivered to our house every day. It was called the Birmingham News. And it was a newspaper. And when I got grown and moved out on my own and had my apartment under the crazy lady at Rolling Oaks Apartments, I decided I was going to get a newspaper and do what my daddy did. My daddy would come in from work every day. He would sit down with a cup of coffee and he would read the entire newspaper. And I said, I'm going to do that. And I got almost through the first article on the front page and I just threw it away because I can't read that much. It was just boring to me. But that's where you got information. You went to a news channel to get information because I don't know that any of y'all have been to Benghazi? I, I, didn't, I really didn't think you had. So how do you know what happened over there other than going to the news? But the thing that's been blowing my mind is there's not any news that's agreeing on anything. Everybody says, yeah, and then the other ones say, nah. You used to go to Channel 6, Channel 13, Channel 42, ABC, NBC, CBS, and now you've got all kind of the straightest news we get in America comes from other countries. Al Jazeera, a Muslim news they know more about what's going on in America than we know. And I've watched their news a good bit just to find out what's going on in our country because everybody's covering up things. You don't know what to hear, what's true anymore. And the thing is, is we all get to that place to where there are certain things we want to hear. Guys, you want to hear her say she'll go out with you. Girls, you want, I don't know, you want to hear, here's a car. I don't know what you want to hear. Sorry. Here's some chocolate. You like chocolate? Here's some chocolate. Maybe that's what you want to hear. I don't know what you hear. But we all want to hear things. And if it comes right down to it, we want the truth. My favorite thing to hear people say is, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Brother Mike said that to me Sunday. He said, now, Kenny, I'll be honest with you. And I shouldn't have, but I did. I said, good, because I'd hate for you to be lying to me. 
And he just looked at me. And I was just like, <laughs> I shouldn't have, but it just came out. Because that's just one of those things. You want me to be honest? No, I'd much rather you lie to me. Because I, I just want to wonder if it's true. Today's world ain't going to ask you that question. They're going to tell you what's going to make them the most, the most popular, the most money, the most happy. Whatever they want you to hear is what they're going to feed. But how do you know if it's true or not? And the thing is, is this isn't anything new that's going on today. I have been looking through internet. I've been looking through news and just trying to find the truth out there. And you can't seem to find it anywhere. But I found the truth today. Take your Bibles if you wouldn't turn to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 3. This is not anything new. And that's the thing that's kind of disturbing to me because I, I keep seeing all these people that are screaming, I can't believe this person's lying about this. I can't believe this person's lying about this. But lies have been around since the beginning. And this is the, the greatest example of it right here. It says, Now the serpent was much more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did, it, did God actually say you shall not eat any of the tree in the garden? Of any of the trees in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat the fruit of this tree that's in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was also with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves loincloths. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and the wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, That woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The first lie. I thought about what was my first lie. And there's been so many I wouldn't have any idea where to start. But it was probably at some point when I was a baby and I was crying about something. Because when you're a baby, you'll just start crying and there's nothing wrong. So you're lying. But I started thinking about this specific thing that's going on. You see, God had given specific instructions of what to do, what not to do. And God has given you specific instructions for life. But it's not always what we want to hear. Did you see what happened there? Somebody came up from behind and said, for real? God said you can't have that? He just don't want you to have it because that's going to make you like him. And as soon as Eve heard that, she looked at that tree again and it said it was a delight to the eyes. 
A lot of times, it's not only what we hear, it's what we see. And because she had heard that it was going to give her something special, it became more attractive to her. There are times in our life that things that we see that our parents or our teachers or our pastors have told us, hey, you don't really need to do this because it's going to take you down the wrong path. We'll go ahead and do it just because it's appealing to our eyes. And it's all based on the things that we hear. And Satan wants you to fail. But I also want you to see what happened here. Because we do the same thing that Adam did. He said that God called for Adam and said, where are you? Which is funny to me because God knows everything. He knew where Adam and Eve was hiding. He knew what had already happened. And Adam said, oh, uh, we uh, heard you and I was scared because I was naked. So I went and hid. And God said, who told you that you were naked? And immediately, he had, Adam had to know, I've blown it because of what I've heard. I heard the voice of God. He's called me out. God calls us out on our sin. You probably won't hear the audible voice of God, but He'll speak to you in ways that you can't deny it. That's the craziest thing about God. He uses so many instruments to get into your ears through pastors that you have, through teachers that you have, through friends that you have, through parents that you have, through music, through movies. There are so many ways that God's message comes to us. The thing is, though, is we've got to decide what are we going to listen to. The only way to find out what the truth is is to research, to dig into it. And I can tell you this, I honestly don't believe that God is that concerned about who becomes president of the United States of America. I would like to think that America is important in God's eyes, but we're one of billions of people. God's greatest concern has nothing to do with who's in control in Washington, D.C. God's greatest concern, God's greatest desire is for us to be in control of ourselves because we've allowed Him to control what's going on in this world. I think that's the biggest thing that we need to be focused on. I've got a person that I'm thinking about voting for, and I'm not sharing it with anybody. And I've I've looked at that person, and, and... I'm hoping that that person can hold us until we find somebody really good to take over the presidency. That's, but that's not the biggest thing. There's something bigger out there, and it comes from when you hear the voice of God and He knocks on your heart and you receive Him as your Lord and Savior. There's something important for you to do in your life, but you've got to be listening for God's voice. And a lot of times, the only way we can hear the voice is to shut the noise out around us. We've got... Um, at our house, our, we've got wooden floors, and we don't have any pictures on the wall other than what Bar- uh, Amy's taken of Barrett. They're on the mantle, and he was about that old. So we, we got to get some more pictures. I don't know if he can still wear those overalls. Probably not. Yeah. So they like sugar britches. <laughs> What's up, Amy? Take my picture. So, um, but our house is loud. It's just, it's like there's no carpet anywhere. It's just loud. And so when Barrett, one of Barrett's jobs, clean up dishwasher, and he'll go, oh. I go, what's wrong, buddy? Hurry, clean up the dishwasher. I said, did you have to wash those dishes? No, sir. Then shut up. Clean out the dishwasher. It's not that big of a deal. And he can take an A plate 
and make the most noise I have ever heard. We were at Waffle House, probably House. Well, I saw the, the clock up there and said Waffle House, and it made me want a waffle, I guess. But it was smothered, covered, chunked. Okay, so we were at Waffle House, and I don't know what exactly happened. I don't know if Spider-Man came through the ceiling. Something happened, and whoever was holding the dishes dropped everything and might have gone to Walmart and got another case and dropped it all. But it was just... The most racket in the world. And so now when Barrett's cleaning out the dishwasher, it's like, hey, Barrett, Waffle House called. <laughs> it's funny for us, not for you. But anyway, it makes so much noise. And I love Alaska. What does it have to do with anything? Here's what it has. I've always got something recorded about Alaska. They're catching fish. They're killing fish. They're hunting bears. They're killing bears. They're doing something in Alaska. And I am fascinated with I want to be Ala- I want to catch gold. And I want to eat like crab legs and wrestle grizzly bear. I don't know. I just don't want to hang out with Sue. She scared me. But anyway, there's all these things that I want in Alaska. So I'm watching it constantly. And when they're making all this noise, I can turn that volume up as high as it'll go. It'll be like Brother Eddie will call me. Hey, Kenny, could you turn that down a little bit? We, we, can't, we can't hear anything in our own house. It gets loud. And the louder that gets, the louder Bear gets with stuff. And I'm just like, my gosh. Sometimes there's so much that our ears are catching till we don't hear what the true message is. And it's the same thing with God. You've got friends that are telling you what God wants for your life. You've got pastors that are telling you what God wants for your life. You've got, hopefully, you have parents and and loved ones that are pouring into you and sharing what God wants for your life. But at some point, you have to shut out the noise and you have to listen for the voice of God. And you're at the age now, we keep talking about you're at the age now, you're making your own choices, life choices that are going to affect the rest of your life. And I keep reading articles about different people that are Christian. And by their actions, they're not displaying it. But at some point, there has to be a line drawn and a place to stand. And you're at that age now to where you can't depend on what anyone says. You've got to find out for yourself. Ladies, when somebody comes up and wants to go out with you, don't just talk to your friends and trust what they say. No offense to your friends, but your friends might not know. And the last thing I want, look at me. The last thing I want is for one of my girls to get hurt. Y'all don't mind. And I promise you this, if some boy hurts you, they're going to wish they hadn't when I find out. And that's Kenny talking. Guys, these pretty girls, just because they're pretty, they don't mean everything. you got to... Do a little background on it. Because some of the prettiest girls in the world can be some of the biggest trouble you'll ever get into. You got to research things. And nobody likes to research. I was talking to Isaac a minute ago. He was like, I got a paper due. And I was like, man, I couldn't imagine doing schoolwork. Got to research. <laughs> Y'all got this internet thing. We had encyclopedias from the 70s. And it was the 80s and 90s. And it was like, all right, do a research paper on, pick something from the 70s. That's all I got. I got Encyclopedia Britannica. It was actually the world book. I had the world book. I can tell you about the Suez Canal. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we would do. And now y'all got interweb and stuff, and y'all can Google Flugel and all this stuff and get your stuff done. But you can't do that on people. You've got to do some background on folks, whether it's a political choice or whether it's one of your friends. And the thing is, is I grew up in a time when you trusted people until they gave you a reason not to trust. 
And the last thing I want you to do is just jump into a relationship, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, group of friends, without knowing what you're getting into. My dad told me a story about, um, I think it was 1938. And he said there was this radio program, because you didn't have televisions back then. He said there was a radio program that came out in 1938, and it was by H.G. Wells, and it was called War of the Worlds. Now, there's been movies made about it. There's books about it. Of course, it, was coming, it came from a book. And there was a guy named Orson Welles who was uh, a speaker. He, they had actors, but they would get on the radio and they would read stories. And so that's what the families would do. They would sit around a, a radio and listen like you sit around the Internet now and watch something on YouTube Red or whatever. That's what they did. And so they're sitting there listening to this radio program, and it's all about Martians coming to Earth. And I remember there was a movie in the 70s and my father and I were watching it it was one of those Saturday afternoon movies. And they showed these good old boys. They were probably from Chilton County. The way they talked and the way they walked, it looked like they were from Chilton County. And they're walking through the woods, and it's almost dark, so you just can't really see a whole lot, but you can see the silhouettes of trees. And all of a sudden, they see a spaceship. And it's sitting there, and it's got these long legs that have come down, and it's just sitting there. And they just they got their good old shotguns, and they're just blowing the stew out of it. Boom, 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 boom. It was a water tank. <laughs> They blew holes in the water tank because they thought what they saw was something that they had heard about. You see, these folks sat around this radio and they listened. People literally took their lives because of what they were hearing on a radio program. How crazy is that? Fast forward many years, back to the 60s, I guess, and there was this guy named Jim Jones. He was a youth minister. <laughs> then he became a cult leader. Not cult, like cult of personality, like cult of, hey, come drink Kool-Aid and die. And they did. True story. They did. He had a bunch of folks that went to the Conga. How many was it, Jessica? A lot. That's not an exact number. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's fascinated with stuff like that. But he took all these folks that bought into what he was saying. And they went to a place in the Congo, and there was a lot of problems with what they were doing there. And so there were Americans that went down to see what was going on, and they, they got shot and killed while they were there trying to find out what was going on. And so when the government said, we're going to get all these people back, their leader, Jim Jones, said, hey, let's drink this Kool-Aid and we'll be together forever. And they drank Kool-Aid that had poison in it and it killed every person there. It was like over 900. Yeah, over 900 people. And the, thing, the crazy thing is, is the first time I heard that story, I can remember looking at my mother going, how in the world could somebody be so stupid just to fall into that? And she said, because he told them what they wanted to hear. He told them what they wanted to hear. Flash forward back in the 90s, I guess it was the 90s when David Koresh did his thing in Texas. And he had this cult in Texas close to Baylor. You've been there. I mean, you weren't part of the cult. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. And they had this compound. And I can remember sitting there watching it on TV, and the compound was just in flames. And all of these people had started following him, and he had told them that he was Christ. He was the Messiah. And they followed him. And they ultimately paid with their life because of something that they heard, something that he had promised them. Folks, what are you hearing nowadays? 
And where are you getting your information from? Can you trust what you hear? Can you trust what you're hearing on a daily basis? From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're hearing stuff. And your brain's telling you what it is. But somewhere inside you, you've got to decide if it's right or wrong. That's what this whole series is going to be about. The things that we hear and how to know if it's true or false. That's what we're doing with this series. Let's pray.